Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza. Gray Block Pizza, 1811 Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles. Gray Block, get that hitter. Today's episode is also brought to you by Omax 3's Ultra Pure, the purest omega-3 supplement on the market. Over 75% of Americans do not get enough omega-3s. Omega-3s alleviate joint pain, inflammation, and muscle soreness and make your body feel its best, especially post-workout. They also improve mood, focus, and memory, boost brain and cardiovascular health. Omax-3's Ultra Pure is almost 94% pure omega-3 fatty acids, the purest concentration on the market. Go to tryomax.com slash weekend today to get a box of Omax 3 Ultra Pure for free with your first purchase. That's right. Go to tryomax.com slash weekend to get your free box of Omax 3 with your first purchase. What's up, guys? Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you and yours. Um, we are thankful for you here uh, and for being here with us whenever you're consuming this to- this uh, this this episode uh, as well. Happy Thanksgiving, Nick. Wanted to say something to you guys. I just want to say Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners and uh, enjoy enjoy that turkey and that tryptophan. That tryptophan, dude. Look, that's free dope, isn't it? Yeah, that's white people dope, according to our guest today. That's true. That's white people dope, according to our guest today. Uh, today's guest is a friend of mine. He's a confidant. Um, he's a he's a retired uh, U.S. military serviceman. I don't know if he's retired, but I mean, he ain't fighting today. You know, um, he is someone that I look up to, uh, and. Uh, no doubt he is one of the funniest people that I know. He's he's coming to tour in the next few weeks, I think, in Indianapolis, Minneapolis, and... We'll have all, all those dates below. And we'll have all those dates below, right? Uh, and Detroit, I think it is, actually. You may know him as Ashley Larry from The Chappelle Show. Uh, it's my friend, Mr. Donnell Rollins. I'm a little obsessed, huh? You are? Yeah, because you've been trying to get me to come to this podcast for probably, I'll say, like roughly like a year. Yeah. And then part of the Lord, but we're friends. I would come on anyway. He was like, yo, we take care of our people. We send cars for them and everything. Yep. And if I remember, I drove myself to your podcast today. Yeah. And I talked to all my all your other friends, the white people, and everybody else had cars. Yeah. I'm just trying to get a clear understanding on why... <laughs> I couldn't get a car, and not only that I couldn't get a car, I, I know that your guests come up here. You offer them beverages, yeah, like um, like mint tea, wheat shots, <laughs> you know, and, shots. and 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 I'm a little upset because I don't know if this is racist, or whatever. The cucumber part is definitely white. <laughs> okay, the watermelon part. Did was it like a like? Did you guys? Like, who is responsible for giving the black guy? There's a survey online. It says if you look up flavors that that you know. Urban what's, what's, people you know, like urban, right. What urban people meaning? People you know from from inner city from from the city. Yeah, any, overall, are they like a specific <laughs> are they a specific shade or anything, <laughs> or just anybody? 
I mean, is it reserved just for Latinos and blacks? I just want to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. And the reason why I want to get to the bottom of it, I consider you to be a dear friend. Yeah. And I know you went through some legal issues about a week ago. Yeah, I did actually. As as, as all of us always do. <laughs> yeah. And you, they got you. This, they got they me. They got you. And I, and you did time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was excited to be here because I know if I could come to your podcast, that means you're home. Yeah. You're free. Yeah. First off, it's good to see you. Thank you, man. And with that said, I brought you some gifts. Oh, damn. That's what's up. It's almost like a care package. Most of you would probably need this when you was in the joint, mm -hmm. but I got you these things coming out the joint because I care about you. Oh, respect, man. Yeah, I don't know if you want to. You, you, you can save for later. You can show people. I'll show people, man. Yeah, I think open it. All right. Open it. Yeah. We got that hamburger helper, boy. I was oh, on Salisbury. The, yeah, I couldn't. Did You got to help yourself with the hamburger. I didn't get the hamburger. I thought yeah. it would be kind of messy <laughs> oh, damn, if I okay. bought it. So that's the start, son. That's that starter pack. you know pack. how many packs of cigarettes you get in the joint? Well, you know because you was in the joint. How many yeah. packs of cigarettes you could get for one box of hamburger helper? Oh, probably two packs. It, nah, that's two packs of Marlboro Lights. Yeah. Because black people don't really smoke them too much. But you could get a carton of Newports. That's just... just just for you to know the next time you in. Respect, man. I really appreciate that. Let me see this second item. Oh, that ramen. Huh? That's another favorite where you came from, son. That's where if you meet a meet somebody in a joint, you could treat them to something at the house. Yeah, the if you got the pot to boil your water, you know how y'all was yeah. cooking in there. Oh, I'll cook in the toilet usually. But I wanted you to, I, you know, just coming home, I didn't I didn't want to put in your face that you was locked up, but I still want you to know that people know what your what your what, what your what you what I was through. going through, my yeah. struggle. And this right there, that rich and creamy boy. Yeah. And those were two dudes that I met in the joint, actually. But the creamy part, you know what I'm saying? I don't even like to use. You just came home. Those words you can't use when you're locked up, rich or creamy. Yeah. yeah. But I just <laughs> thought you don't, you know, you probably didn't have a lot of desserts. So you ain't even got to open it. And it's, and it's, I, it's, I couldn't get a new one. Oh, damn. Yeah. I felt like it was leaking it's a little. It's a little oh, used. Dang. But it still get the same thing. Just put on your thumb and go to work, son. Yeah. That's yeah. that baby bad, huh? Yeah. That's definitely, man. That's that little treat. And what is this? Oh, one avocado, huh? Because you got with all the other stuff I gave you with the sodium. Make a thing, salad. I gotta keep you keep you healthy at the same time. I like son. that, man. Oh, them spaghettios. Man. That's for Thanksgiving, son. That's a special treat. <laughs> you don't that's not no everyday Every day. Oodles and noodles, you can eat those every day, but yeah. spend, if somebody care about you to send you that. Now we're talking good stuff right here. And what is this? That's mascara. I don't know what you was into when you was oh, locked up. Dang, yeah, but if yeah. You wanna get, if you want to get back in touch, or I don't know, you got nice eyebrows, <laughs> you might want to touch them up. That might not be for the streets, that's just for the bitches, son. Yeah, no, I'll put some of this on sometime, especially uh if I go back in. Oh, and I got this power cable too. Yeah, because I know you you probably didn't have access to your phone. And I'm gonna tell you in in a, in a, in a gift bag, everybody at some point they want an extra cord. Yeah. And that's an iPhone charger too. So I get I got you that because I care about you. Oh, thanks, man. This is awesome, dude. And have you do you is it common if you have like friends, like buddies of yours, that you'll give them like stuff? Urban people? Well, yeah. Do you guys deal a lot in like do you give is that a common thing if you see a like a friend? Yeah. You know, or a black guy who's gotten out of jail. Do you give them something? Is there like a usual gift you'll give? I to mean, the best like thing you want to give them is advice. Yeah, a lot of them <laughs> don't usually take that, and that's the reason why they're why they're in there. So, a lot of my boys say, "Man, fuck all that advice. What you got? You put throw something in the bag." Yeah, and then when you come and when you come home, even if you wasn't really connected to that person. You know, like coming home is a big deal in the streets. Yeah. So you try to show them. So a lot of some people give up money, clothes, or whatever. But I'm not, you know, feeling it like that. So I try to give out little care packages. And That's beautiful. I took the time out to put those Thank things you. together for you, son. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. That's my nice nigga. of you, bro. My nigga, all day. Dude, you're probably one of my 60 or 70 favorite, you know, diverse friends that I have. Or probably 
top, maybe even top 20, top 10. I don't really even believe that you have 60, 70 diverse <laughs> friends. Son. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to blow you up. If I would have said name them, you, <laughs> naming me three times is not the same thing. And also you can't use a Wu-Tang Clan because nobody know how many Wu-Tang, anybody know how many Wu-Tang Clans? Uh, they won't stop. They, it's little Wu's now. They got bro. a new clan, man. They got yep. a new clan in town. I had Frederick Douglass on that list too, man. So yeah. it goes deep. Yeah. I see you took you really pay attention to Black History Month because a lot yeah. of people wouldn't even know who Frederick Douglass was unless it, if it wasn't for Black History Month. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you for being in a place in, in a in a in a school where they taught you what who Frederick Douglass was. Yeah, that's dope. Where are you? Uh, where are you playing at next? I'm on a. I got a tour now, the Funny Moves tour. Uh, we start Live Nation. I team with Live Nation, mm-hmm. and they're doing some you know small theaters. See, we can make the transition from nightclub to the theater. Uh, first stop is uh, Detroit. I think Detroit is on the 29th. Your mood then, is closer. Uh, the Detroit is you on the 20th. You can pull back if you want. Yeah, move yeah. it however you want. Detroit. Oh, oh, I'm black, so I got to lean back. <laughs> is that what it is? You got a recliner? Damn, black uh-uh. people. You, you can't, I feel like you can't. Where else? Okay, you said Detroit. Detroit I want to get through these. Uh, I got a Minneapolis. Yeah. And Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to back. 29, 30 for the <laughs> first. That's a tough one. That one, Indianapolis, son. Like, <laughs> once you go past three or four syllables, I get stuck, man. <laughs> you know, I'm clapping Minneapolis. It's too many for me, son. But y'all know what it is. Ride or die, gang, gang. Dude, that's it, gang, Free gang, six, nine, man. Son. Free six, nine. Oh, he's in, huh? Yeah. What do black people think about six nine? They like. I mean, it's 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 interesting because like he he's a he, he's, he's hype. Like, he's hype. Anytime uh, anybody represents Brooklyn, you know, brothers want to attach themselves to that. He's grimy, but the the same things that are street things that people I guess got connected with him is the reason why yo he's locked up now. Yeah. You know, I don't wish uh, death or prison. On anybody, but you know what I'm saying? You gotta know something's gonna happen to when you inviting people to suck your dick. Yeah. Fuck y'all, this, fuck y'all, we got gas. And it's so easy for the FBI and these tactical units to find these people because all they gotta do is follow them on Instagram. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How do we know y'all was gonna be gangbanging in Chicago? Because you said pull up in Chicago. Right. You know, so I wish the best for him. I, I respect the fact that a kid at his age could troll enough where they could put themselves, uh, in a situation where they got financial gains, yeah. they popular, and and he made it. You he know, made at the it. same time, the same things that you got popular for could be the the death of you. So, you yeah. know, for all the trolls, I did be careful. Do you think he's like the Rainbow Bobby Schmurder kind of a little bit? It's Schmurder. Sorry. It's like, see, see oh, white yeah, people, nah. you, it's like, well, you, you got to drop the put ER. letters together that no, don't go you know, together. No, you got to do, you got to take the ER off, son. You can't, you can't do like schmurder. That's <laughs> okay. like the N-word with the er at the end of it, no? I don't use that, shmurda. man. Yeah, the Bobby And Bobby Schmurder was the blueprint on how to get locked up. Yeah. And they from like the same area in Brooklyn. I just don't understand why 6ix9ine didn't see it. But, you know, I wish him, wish him well. Don't drop the soap, son. And, you know, hopefully, you know, it's a situation where the public can send him one of the care packages that I sent you. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. We should make a Bobby Schmurter, uh We should make a us. We should make a six nine care package and send one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Rainbow Skittles. Yeah, you know what dude. I'm What's he gonna look there. like when he gets out, though? Do you think? Uh, does the rainbow fade over time? How I don't that? know. Well, if he comes out, he looks like we know something. <laughs> yeah. Something tragic happened. <laughs> we know that he did. He didn't have soap on the rope, you know. Yeah. But the thing about it, he's only been, he's only been. Uh, 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 
charged. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, here's the thing. If for some reason, you know, none of these, none of these uh, charges <laughs> stick, which is highly unlikely. Yeah. Because the feds have 97% conviction rate. If he beats it, then, like, he's going to be immortal, man, in the streets. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know. And, and like white kids, they could do two weeks in prison and come out and have a number one rap album. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not <laughs> spitting hot fire right now, sir. I might you have did, to pull yo, up with some hits. You did four hours, sir. <laughs> All you need to do is get two gunshot wounds, you know what I'm saying? Get shot three or four. I think the the for I think the, the number to be respected in the streets is get shot four times. Damn. You just coming home after four hour beer and you get shot four times, son. You could go platinum. I son. was stuck in traffic longer than it was than I was in there, man. And that's the whole thing. I know for the, <laughs> for you to like get a four hour sentence and drive eight hours. When you got off the bus, it was time served, son. <laughs> but you was hard. You came back. You different, so you probably got tattoos. Oh, and all I that. feel different, man. You should. I feel different, man. You should. Have you ever been locked up or not? Yep. Really? Forty eight. Damn. Hours. Damn. <laughs> uh, it was. Who was know, in there? You remember anybody that was in there? It was. It was just motherfuckers, son. Yeah. And um, it was just, it was just motherfuckers, and I did forty eight hours, and uh, you know, it was tough. I didn't have no only weapon I had because they gave us you know about this they gave us one of little brand, um, boxes of frosted flakes yeah and you get a spork you yeah. know a spork oh yeah right? a from spork Popeyes is, yeah it's like a, it's a um spoon and it's a, fork. a cross between a spoon and a fork so I don't have a shank but in in the can they don't know if you got a shank yeah. so what you do is I had the spork behind me like I wish yeah. the fuck y'all would oh, you know and then I would test it and I think they they were nerve scared of me because I would test my shank on the wall and it would. It would bend. The plastic part would <laughs> Damn, bend like that. Yeah. So it wasn't that gangster. I was there for 48 hours. You're never supposed to tell people what you're in there for, but I let people know suspended license. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> suspended license. It was one of the days where, uh, you know, normally um, when I drive, I use my blinkers. Yeah. You know? I let motherfuckers know I'm going to make it right. But the yeah. day I was feeling rebellious, I wasn't with that blinker yeah. shit. So I looked right. I turned left. Police rolled on me. Woo, 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 woo. They came up to me, but rolled the window down. And... um. The police looked at me. He said, um, I need to see your driver's license. And I looked at him. I said, look, y'all took my license two years ago. Don't tell me y'all done lost my motherfucking license. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Next you know, I'm in the can. I did 48. But, you know, I came home. I got strong. I got God. Yeah. I was a Muslim for two hours. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. What about an Israelite? Are you that? Yeah, that's the new thing, I feel nah, like. Nah, because I used to have a thing for white chicks. So it's hard to be an Israelite. Yeah. And have jungle fever at the same time. Yeah. They don't. They don't go together. It's got to be all it's, about the sisters. I like the outfits. Yeah. But the thing that I like the outfits. But the things they preach, whatever. I'm not really for that. And I like bacon. Bro. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. I had a, it was, growing up. It was. It was tough for me with religion because every time we got close to religion, my, every time we got close to a holiday, mm -hmm. my mother would change our religion. Damn. To oh, save, to save money. money. Yeah. Damn. Like a, a, two weeks before Christmas, we was Muslims. Um, Damn. Damn. A week before my birthday, we was Jehovah Witnesses. Oh. And there's no disrespect to God or anything. But I was like, man, fuck this, man. I want a God that like toys yeah. and like bacon and like me to sleep on Saturday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? God and I did. didn't really experience any of that until when I went to the military. When I went to the military, because I was Muslim Jehovah, all that. When I went to the military, I'm in a chow hall, and uh, they had a pan of bacon, son. And this when I quit being a Muslim. They had yeah. a pan of bacon. They had eggs. They had potatoes and everything. They was like, what do you want? I said, bacon. They said, what else? I said, bacon. Damn. They said, what else? I said, bacon. So I'm coming out of there. I'm scared. Baking crazy, up. And I'm baking up. So, yeah. you know, no disrespect to anybody that practice, you know, um, uh, Muslim, that a Muslim, Muslim yeah. or the nation of Islam. Slims, we call them Slims. Where yeah. I'm from, Slims. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I mean, I, it was part of my life. I got past it, and I eat 
pork whenever I want to. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is it, I feel like bacon tastes better if you're a black guy. Is that true or a black person? And that's not like a racial thing. I just think food seem like, everything seems like it tastes better. Like music seems like it sounds better. You say better. you think it t- tastes better? If, if you, you are, like I feel like maybe like, uh, you know, AFAM taste buds, mm-hmm. you know, or African-American taste buds, kind of, they just... I feel like maybe you guys hear music differently. You might taste differently. The way you interpret things is different. So you saying black people are good at eating pork and white people aren't? <laughs> I'm not saying that, man. I mean, no, I, I think, I think it, it tastes better. For black people? Yes. I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that. I would have to. You go to the Midwest. What are those crazy white dudes? No teeth, tobacco. Yeah. What they do? Pork, pork, pork. <laughs> you know, you know those guys. Those, those no, they people. love pork. But I'm saying, like black black people. I don't know. If we we taking spits and turn white people. Y'all put the whole pig on the joint. We just want bacon. Yeah. Y'all want the snout. Y'all want the hill and everything. But I don't know. If, um, but but if you look back historically, white people they have violent. They're violent like that. You yeah. Know? Historically, they've done a lot of stuff. I don't even want to get into that. I yeah. do want to get into it, but. Yeah, you know? but who? But but do you think though that there there do you really do you think though that there could really be like a thing where like black people hear music uh, differently than yeah, white we people hear it, hear it? We hear it with, with rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we hear it, you know like a lot of white people they hear with a one and the two and the three <laughs> and the four and the f- but black people hear that same thing and they'd be like ooh na na yeah look what you is just more of a rhythm. So I think our brains process rhythm a lot. Uh, a lot better than the average white person would. Yeah. But you have some like like white white guys in every neighborhood, there's always one white guy that black chicks say he could get it. Wow. You know, and that guy's usually the one with the rhythm. It's not extended through the whole neighborhood, but it's always one guy that had a rhythm. I don't think it was you. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's always one guy that had the rhythm. <laughs> I don't th- do you think that they have like do black guys from America look differently at black guys that come like say like there's a guy from Jamaica or there's a guy from like Zaire who just moved to America? What's that relationship? Oh like? man, that's when black guys feel white. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, oh, damn, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I, I, I don't know what type of racism is that called or whatever. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? But uh, when somebody say which black guy, which black guy you want to date, whatever. You got one say me, and then one like it is me over here, and that voice <laughs> is all type that? of yeah. That African yeah, voice. That? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. You know what I'm saying? That's a tough one. That's wild, man. Because yeah. sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm like. That, those types of people, those black people from Africa are so different, I feel like, than black people from America, you know? Yeah, they go-getters. They're yeah. hustlers. Oh, they're hustlers for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> they're hustlers. But it's it's funny, like, you, if without without hearing a black person, when you see them, you have an instant connection with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you oh, you them. do? Yeah, yeah. You, all, you know, you're like, oh, that's my nigga right there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But then when they talk, like, when it's like this... Who are you calling a nigga? You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. You know? Yeah. But just on the first look on skin, whatever, you have like a, a instant connection with them. Yeah. You know? That's cool, man. Yep. I get nervous sometimes. You want to be black, son? You ever thought about it? Oh, yeah, I've thought about it. Yeah? I, when I was like, you know, from age you know, 12 to 16, every white kid does, you know? Right. So then I definitely did. But now I think I would want to be Mexican next. I think for me, blacks still seem a little too risky. I would wait one more. Another year before you dabble? Another black? cycle. Like another, another life cycle. cycle. Whoa, all right. Like reincarnated one time, be Latino. and then So after it's risky that, be- now? Just being black? 
or risky being black like in a car or something It's still like too that. risky for me. I get nervous a lot. Right. You know, I have fear and anxiety. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get nervous now, you wouldn't be a good black. Yeah. <laughs> nah, definitely. You couldn't handle traffic stops. Dude, like, do black yeah. people get nervous? Because it always seemed like to me when I was growing up, honestly, don't know, that black people never got... I was like, fuck, black people do not get nervous. Nah, we, see, we use different language. Like, you call it nervous, and then black people might call it shook. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you was you nervous? Nah, I was... It's the same definition, but were you nervous? Nah, I was just a little shook. Yeah. I mean, we just don't identify with certain things like when it comes to uh, like depression. Yeah. White people can identify with depression, anxiety, post, whatever, post-traumatic yeah. stress. They could deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like you ask a, a, a white person, are you stressed? Yeah, I'm really stressed. I feel a little <laughs> depressed. You ask a white person, you stressed? <laughs> you stressed? Black person like, nah, I ain't stressed. I'm just a little fucked up right now. <laughs> right you know what I'm saying? Like that. It's, a, okay. it's the words you use. You know what I'm saying? And I know like like Charlemagne, the guy, he has this book called Shook One, and he was talking about the stigma with black people dealing with mental issues. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And he's as a person, he's saying from a person that's paying a therapist $100 an hour to talk to him about problems. Yeah. The average black person from the hood can't afford a therapist. What right. you could afford is a bag of weed, yeah. a bottle of Hennessy, and that's what we look through. That's how we get um, get we deal with mental issues. It's, it's not the way it should be, but we don't use the same words because you get different drugs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When you say, when you say I'm a little uh, stressed out, anxiety, you get Prozac, Xanax, and all that type of shit. If you say that to a black person, you get weed. Somebody yeah. might try to give you a line of blow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not, it's not the right thing to do, but it's just different definitions. I see. You know? Oh, that's interesting. And all of us have been a little fucked up right now. But the whole thing about being a little fucked up right now is how you cope with things. Coping is is the number one thing you have to deal with with any mental issues. Can you cope with it? Yeah. Yep. Do they have like unique mental issues that you think black guys get that white guys don't get? I don't know if this is a mental issue, but a lot of black guys get, but white guys can't. Well, they can, but like jungle fever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that if that's a mental disorder, but it's something that's <laughs> it's something that's a little taboo in the in the, in the black community. And so I, is it scary? Would you bring a white girl home to like a black Thanksgiving? Never. Wow. I tried that. I I, I tried that once before, and I, wow, and I, I'd be I feel scared almost even thinking about. Nah, it. Nah, I wouldn't do that because I did it one time. I brought this white chick home for Thanksgiving, <laughs> and the family they they was like, oh, you know, you, you love is love. And it yeah, was like love is love. love. And she showed up to Thanksgiving with a tater tot casserole. Oh. And she showed up with white people potato salad. Yeah. And a potato salad, the ingredients were uh, apple chunks, raisins, cinnamon, cranberries, yeah. and stuff like that. Hope. Uh, it, uh, yeah. Hope. <laughs> yeah. No, no cholesterol. Yeah. You know what I mean? And black people really get upset if you bring the wrong potato <laughs> salad. So I wouldn't advise bringing a white chick home for Thanksgiving. Christmas is another thing, but Thanksgiving, it's a lot of pressure. It is. Yep. Dude, so I, I always have these weird theories, you know, man, and like I don't think I'm racist. Like I think I first off, anytime someone starts this sentence off with I don't think I'm racist, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little bit, but you got <laughs> types of racism. The type that people understand it is right. comical and it's the type to get you fucked up. So yeah. what which one were you dealing with? I think there was moments when I what was What type of racist are you? I am <laughs> <laughs> You answer that question quicker than the answer of Family Fuse, son. Give your man. You know, your fan will call her right there like, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer, Daniel. No, what type do you think you are? I'm sorry. I am the one. I'm trying to be honest about my racism and try to get in so I can 
learn about it and learn from it you know right. i think i was i probably was more i definitely had more racial anger towards black people when i was younger right. probably growing so you think up it was in the racism south or ignorance because ignorance ignorance is the is the is the breeding ground for racism right when you're an ignorant person it, it, it leads you in a situation where you c- could be racist right you know what i'm saying i think and it was ignorance fear. may not be fear i think mine was fear like because I, I knew some dudes that were ignorant i knew dudes uh-huh. that drove around and like you know fuck black people you know inward this and i wasn't that you right. know and my mother wasn't that and my father wasn't that like mm-hmm. you know so but i would get like you know there was just always you know like i i rode on the bus with the black kids to school so it was like all you right, know the poor right, kids I don't, I don't i don't the poor I don't, kids i don't necessarily all right you so, wrote, so where was that the front or the back of the bus this is a good answer um Question. i stayed in the middle i stayed in right the, in the middle the back is where we keep it real <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what i'm saying the snitches sat in the front so yeah the fun people the people like myself uh, spitballs and airplanes i was in the back <laughs> and like people that were confused didn't know which way to go sat in the middle yeah i sat all in right. the middle man i was scared right. but i would get like you know black kids were like there was like you know, kids would fight. The black kids were always like stronger and tougher. So I felt like they were like, if there was fights, they would always win the fights. And so I think I just had a lot more fear probably about, you know, I got jumped a couple times. My black brothers. Yeah. So I, I think I had more fear, but then I also had just as many like buddies that were black because they were loose like me. Like their parents, were, they were doing whatever they wanted just with a bike and just riding Yeah, but around. if you got beat up by, I don't care what color person it was i would have racist yeah <laughs> like if i got jumped in the age of 12 by a whole bunch of Asian dudes i would never watch a kung fu movie for the rest of my life so i gotta side with you on that whatever race beats you up when you're yeah. a kid fuck them motherfuckers. <laughs> so i think it just made me scared right but i think there's also this thing i felt like like you want to there's 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 this obsession with black culture that people want to be they want to relate to it so much. Uh, it's cool. If you go to any other country, whatever, the people that they emulate the most, especially like with hip hop, is black culture. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know that it goes back to, you know, when black folks were all, you know, black folks were always in entertainment. I don't know where it comes from, but for some reason, people are curious about that lifestyle. Yeah. You know? Well, knowing two black friends is, is better than having fucking cable these days. Like, you, you know have what I'm two saying? black friends? Uh, yeah. But as far as entertainment goes, knowing two, just spending time with, you know, black people like to laugh more. They like to, there's just more shit going on. They might like, know somebody what, that got shot. Like there's just black more Black people excitement. like to laugh harder. Harder. Like you do, a, you do a, um, a black comedy club you know if they like you. Yeah. You know, if you get a, oh shit, stop, stop. <laughs> this motherfucker, yo, 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 yo. Stop it. They let you feel it. Yeah. And it's so weird because I came up from the black circuit, you know? Right. So I'm used to people doing, when I do my shows, if you rip it, you can feel it. Then I start doing the mainstream and crossover stuff and I start doing white rooms. And it's sometimes it was hard to tell because you'll get a <laughs> chuckle. They'll point to you like this. Now that's funny. Oh, that's a great bit. <laughs> <laughs> or this, two thumbs up. Oh yeah, up. thumbs up. <laughs> and like, I couldn't understand. I would do shows sometimes. I get off stage. I was like, I hate that shit. And they would come in like this. Oh my God, you fucking killed, bro. <laughs> the way you set up and the premise and the callback you use. I'm like, I don't want you to break down comedy, motherfucker. I want you to laugh. But also in the black community, in the black comedy club, you have the joke haters. Yeah, the motherfuckers just angry for anything. Oh, yeah. And joke haters, they always like ventriloquist. Joke haters laugh like this. Zuh. <laughs> you know, you'll say some funny shit. They like zah. You good? You good? You was funny, but you wasn't funny, 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 funny. <laughs> but white people, white people, when they like you, they fucking get on the Yelp reports. Yeah. <laughs> they're the only people that do the comment cards. <laughs> if you look at a comment card at any comedy club, there's never gonna be a Steinberg. <laughs> 
I mean, there's never going to be a Johnson or a Smith. Fuck that comic, comic cut. White people are like, oh my God, who is my favorite? <laughs> they, they, they leave comments and they always sign up for the email list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, do. they always, white people are everybody's <laughs> guest book, son. When the show is over, it's like, um, I noticed you didn't mention anything about your guest book. Is there a place where I can sign up for your newsletter? <laughs> Black people just like, how did you know about it? Nigga told me, son. <laughs> who told you about the show? The streets, nigga. <laughs> the streets, son. Do you miss when you see um, do you like sometimes what I miss like old school black guys like now it seemed like a lot of the black guys are like a little softer like a little bit like I saw a black guy with glasses the other day like you'll see <laughs> it's nothing wrong with yo that's so disrespectful son Come on, it's nothing wrong with the glasses everybody at some point they like probably wear glasses now the disrespectful motherfuckers they always gotta let you they think it's a level of intellect when they just keep pushing it up oh yeah I hate the ones that like enforce a part of, like like yeah. let me tell you yeah, and they those people out. in glasses, but you shouldn't. You, you know, just because a black person wear glasses, I don't think you should form any other opinion of, about them because of that. Motherfuckers got to read, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm I saying? miss real. Fu- I, I feel like it was. It seemed like there was just different black kids when I was growing up than there are now. You know, like they had a black guy with the other day with asthma that I met, and that shit fucking. Yo, every black person I knew growing up had grew up growing up had asthma. Oh, so, really? Yo, when you living in projects with metal lead pipes and shit, <laughs> oh, like you gonna, gonna have some respiratory issues. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go to Cleveland, yeah. lead pipe anywhere in New York, lead pipe shit. You gonna have asthma, son? Yo, when issues. your parents are smoking Newports in the bathroom, son, <laughs> you gonna have an asthma pump, son? Yeah, I'm just saying, that's that's some shit that just happens, son. You wasn't no real nigga if you ain't had Damn, asthma when man. I grew up, son. Damn. Yo, you ain't got asthma. You can't hang with us, son. Oh, nah, asthma having ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Where your asthma at? You better have some asthma around this bitch, son. Dude, we had a girl named Asthma Wilson, too, in our junior high. Uh-huh. Um, what about asthma? Th- yeah, but white people have allergies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hold on, white people. I'm gonna tell you, no, no. no. I'm not a black. I'm not a fucking black no, guy. White the other people. Who said he was feeling dizzy, bro? And that shit fucking. Shook he, that me. means he was a little fucked up Fuck right now, son. Yo, I'm telling you, man. They have allergies. White people have allergies, and they let their allergies be known. I can't well, get on a flight now without some white person stopping me from getting that tissue bag of peanuts, man. Get a motherfucking train, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, guys. Hey, 300 people. Um, Michael. Michael's. Michael Herbenwich. I'm just trying to give up the whitest name. Has an allergy problem to peanuts. So now nobody can have peanuts. Get the fuck out of here with them allergies, Fuck bro. that, man. Uh. But what about this, though? You, uh... You- do um when I was young, like now they have more. It seemed like black diseases. Like when I was young, they had diabetes was popular. That's still strong. And so. blood pressure, right? That's still strong. And what else? But now there's other stuff. You know, it's like other. You know, there's a black guy had chicken pox. I remember the other nah, day. No, that's neighbor. not that's motherfucker. He, that, what that's is that? Was in Vietnam. Yeah, chicken pox. They got vaccinations oh, for that shit. Yo, you should, yo, if you, you don't live saying. in. You get chicken pox. <laughs> And in the United States, say, yo, 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 your healthcare is not upside. That shit is only supposed to be in Africa and motherfucking Haiti and Thailand. So you should not be able to get chicken pots in America. Son. But I'm just saying, black people are getting like weak diseases that used to be only white people would get. It seems like that's something you know, like the only I- black diseases I know is it's, it's um it's gonna always stand the test of time is the itis. Yeah. 
You know, every I think every black person I've ever went to school with or grew up with all had the itis. What is it? The itis is um, it's the it's like the, autism. No, itis is something like you know, like in the, in the black community where, okay, let's say you eat a lot of food, you get tired, <laughs> want to take a oh, nap. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying that white people have a name for it during Thanksgiving. It's something that's released in Turkey. Tryptophan. Trip, tryptophan. Tryptophan. See, and a white guy knew the answer to that, right? <laughs> it was a black dude was like, nah, I don't know what you said, son. <laughs> you know, but that's one of the diseases that's very, very, very strong in the black community. And there's never going to be a cure for it. What, relax? The itis. The itis. Yeah. When you get the itis. No, like when you eat a lot and then you feel, oh, man, I got to lay down. I got to get the itis. Yeah. And you usually get it from stuff like... Like 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 steaks, yeah, cheeseburger, ribs, ribs. If you eat ribs, it's like that's like you and in, in, you inducing it. You you making it happen to yourself. Yeah. But black people are gonna have had the itis for years and will probably continue to have the itis. And I know that um, I know that uh, Reverend Al Sharpton is at a point. It's like he he's a vegan right now, so is he, he don't really. Deal. He, yeah, he's a vegan. What is that? How do y'all treat that? That seems not like a black thing. In to the do. black community, we think I know this is so fucked up. If you vegan, we think you gay at the same yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? And I like, and look, man, I feel you. And and I can mean like just changing your diet. Yeah, you could be black people are so homophobic. Like changing your diet could cause some alarm. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Go to like a hamburger spot with a black dude, and you order your cheeseburger with like blue, uh, with like Swiss cheese or cottage cheese. They'll be on the phone. <laughs> they'll be they'll be on the oh not cottage cheese, Swiss cheese black or like crumble or blue blue burgers. cheese. If you order blue cheese, if you order blue cheese around, that's a gateway burger, drug to they'll, dick. They'll be on the, they'll be on that's a gateway. They'll be on the phone like yo, this motherfucker changed, son. I just caught this motherfucker eating a, with a burger with blue cheese. Not that he chose a better cheese, but I caught him eating. Yeah. Yeah, you know damn. what I'm saying? You don't put mayonnaise on your burger. You gonna be some issues, yeah, yeah. son. And you don't gotta answer to me. You gotta answer to the streets. Yeah, is that the life you want? If that's how, <laughs> that's the, the perception you want people to have of you. That you eat burgers with Swiss cheese and cottage cheese, oh, crumbles and shit that. like that. Damn, man, it's, yeah. it's gross, bro. Yeah. Straight up crafts, deluxe all day. Represent Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, that's just it. Damn, that's wild, man. What's up, guys? I want to tell you about the world's thinnest phone case. That's right. Sometimes you have a phone case and it's too big. You can't even get it out of your pocket. You can't even get your phone out of your car because your case is so big. Well, now that can change. It's the world's thinnest phone case, the minimal case. That's right. It's .01 inches thick. It sounds unbelievable. It is not. Now, this isn't a case that you could throw your phone in water in, that's for sure, but it is the world's thinnest phone case. It's available for all major phones, including iPhone X, 8, 7, Pixel 2, Galaxy Note 8, Galaxy S9 Plus, and the new iPhone Xs, XR, and new Pixel 3s that are in stock. And you can get a special Black Friday sale, 30% off. With the discount code THEO30, that's T-H-E-O, number three, number zero. For 30% off, just go to MNMLCase.com and use promo code T-H-E-O, number three, number zero. That's MNMLCase.com. Excuse me, guys. I want to let you know that your confidence is important. Confidence is that wild little thing inside of you that lets you know you are capable of doing something. And Hair Club knows and understands 
that confidence. Hair Club is the leader in total hair solutions with a legacy of success for over 40 years. Whether you're looking to revitalize growth of your own hair or to learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement or restoration, Hair Club's professionally trained stylists, hair experts, and consultants will craft a personalized solution to ensure you feel your best and get the most out of your hair. See for yourself just how powerful great hair can be. Go to hairclub.com slash Theo today for a free hair analysis and a free take-home hair kit, all valued at over $300. That's right, go to hairclub.com slash T-H-E-O for a free hair analysis and free hair kit. Hairclub.com slash Theo. Experience your hair and your life at its best. Yeah, man, I think I could be, I, I, th- I think if I was, if, you were, if you're mixed, is it better to have a black mom or a white mom, and a, or a black dad or a white dad? Like, what's the ideal that's a tough one because I That's a tough one because I have friends that are on both sides of the mixed equality. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I just think, um, I think the, the, the dopest thing, because when you're, like, when, you're, when you're a mixed kid, like, people automatically, like, you're black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'll give you an example. I dated, I dated this this chick, and she was biracial. Her mom was white, and her dad was black. You mm-hmm. know. And then one thing I respected about her is that she respected um, uh, both sides of her family. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just just like black. This she understood. You know, what I mean, she she understood that she was black. She understood that she was white. You know, I mean, we would go out. Her white side would make sure we were always on time. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying like we were, we were. Uh, always ahead of everybody and that's yeah. when i connected with her white side but at the same time the black side of her we would be early but we wouldn't have a, a home a housewarming gift yeah you know what i'm saying we would just <laughs> you know what i mean but she she <laughs> was parked out front yeah, yeah we just parked out front but she, i think man that that that's a tough one i just think like in the case of you have uh parents with two different background backgrounds it's good to represent both 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 sides of your family both sides yeah yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah, I think sometimes there's always like, yeah, I always felt like I wanted to maybe, I don't know if I wanted to be black, but I felt like I just, I don't know, sometimes I wanted to relate to some of those kids, you know. They just seemed like they were having more fun. They seemed braver than me when I was young, like some of the black guys that I knew. How was it? Did you, did you, I know you were locked up for only like four hours. Yeah. But did you, did you meet any black friends in there? Oh, I wouldn't say friends. They had a couple of dudes, this one black dude. Uh, dress. Everybody called him Dress, and it was short. He was I, a transvestite. I don't. I think it, they called him Dress to Kill, but it oh, might have okay. been. I thought he wore a dress. Nuh-uh. You they called him that. Dress, and he he looked like the kind of dude that was just gonna fuck everybody, but only around the holidays. You know, he seemed like all year he stayed. That's straight. a Christmas gift. That's yeah. what you call it. <laughs> he seemed like gift? he seemed like something that just came. <clears throat> like his dick was hibernating all year, and then it did just you came did out. you get a, a gangster name while you were locked up? Like Thug Life Theo or anything like that? No. Some of the Latinos, bro, I'll tell you who's scary in there these days. Mm. The Latinos, bro. Oh, yeah, Latinos. Because Latinos, they, they... Black dudes were trying to look Mexican, bro. They had black dudes in there, like, kind of trying to lighten their skin. They was trying to look Mexican. What, they had a Home Depot, Depot <laughs> outfit? <laughs> no, no, no. They did have the orange outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is looking Mexican. Yeah, no. 
Nah, black people don't fuck with Latinos, man. <laughs> what is them, that? Are you guys scared of Latinos, dude? Be yeah, honest. Yeah, I'll say like I like those M32s. Yeah. Or M15s. I don't know what number it is. Yeah. But like when I was growing up between DC and Alexandria, Virginia, the El Salvadorian community was coming in strong. Really? I think it was a part of some um, civil rights. I mean, some uh, some civil war, and they were coming here for asylum. But for some reason, they just migrated in this one one area, and we didn't know the difference. Where I grew up, we only it was only blacks and whites. Yeah. But so anything I said that we call them the foreigners. Yeah. And black people, I ain't gonna front. They were scared of them because they came over in this country. They didn't have guns. They didn't have a They had machetes, machetes. Yeah. And when you start seeing trails of thumbs and fingers, Damn. people not shooting. You shooting is one thing. <laughs> shooting is one thing. <laughs> that ain't gangster. Anybody can shoot somebody. Yeah. But when you actually have a piece of metal, yeah, and you put in somebody, <laughs> look them in their face and twist it. That was scared as shit. Out of anybody, black people don't mess with the M13s wow. and Russians, bro. Russians are crazy, bro. Yeah. What yep. is it about them? They don't have any. I think it was Rocky, man. A Rocky movie got us upset, bro. Nuh-uh, man. It wasn't a movie. Russians don't have. Dude, I heard some uh, a friend of mine told me that when they were kids in Russia, the girls would have dolls made out of stone. Imagine that. And you never seem to be quite honest. You don't. F- Russians. You've never seen a Russian cry Nuh-uh. on any situation. They yeah. just got that hard, that rock exterior, man. People stay away from that, man. Yeah. Black people not messing with no Russians, and they're not messing with no El Salvadorians. Them M13s, no disrespect to the number. I forget yeah. what number it is. M32. Yeah, I don't know what something. it is. Something. Donald MS-13. Trump. MS13. MS13. White people know him. White yeah. people know the 13. The no, we have a chart at MS home 13. of Putin. Yeah. What number not to mess with? Well, it says, like, you know, they have that, like, fire chart where it's like, today's fire warning is yellow, you know? Right. We have that. Like, today's racial warning is, and then it's whoever we're supposed to be aware well, of. I need you to know? get that because I'm afraid of certain people myself. Dude, what about Asian people? When I see, like, how do black and Asian people relate to each other? Because I have no concept of that, you know? Well, black and Asian people get along as long as it's not a situation where a black person is going to the grocery store. Because it doesn't really matter how much of a friend you are black to people will rob Asian them. person. No, no, they're going to follow you. Oh. They'll follow you. You Asians I mean? will? Yeah, they'll follow you. They'll follow you. Oh, in the grocery store? Yeah, in the grocery store. But also, though, all those movies where the black guys come in and shoot up the grocery store probably has a lot of those Asian counter people skating. I don't know, you know those movies, Phil. Really? I don't know. They just come and shoot up the grocery store? What movie is that? Yeah. I think you just made it up, bro. It but might I'm be the you, news. It might be I'm the news. Here's the, this, this, <laughs> the, the, the situation with Asians, me being prior military and stationed in Korea. Oh, yeah. You have um, such a different perception. What what Asians hate about Western civilization the most is having no respect for elders. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When I was when I was stationed in Korea in the Air Force, that's one thing. It didn't matter what your financial status was, or whatever. You had a certain re- level of respect just because that person was older than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you're from, whatever. And then when they come over here, and then they see like, and this is not just for black people, any kid like just being America. disrespectful, just America. And they see you being disrespectful to elders, I think they can't really they can't really connect with that. Yeah. Because you know? I have some really cool. Um, Korean friends that because they know that my my background in the Asian community in Korea they know that I understand things that upset them I got love for them. yeah yeah that's interesting yeah because I guess one thing that I never one thing you never learn about is just how like different all all I kind of knew growing up was just like how like black and white people were kind of relating to each other like we didn't have any, enough diversity and you never hear about that like I never know how like blacks and Latinos relate to each other right. or you know, or how Asian people do. But I think this would, how it should be and how we should relate to stuff at the end of the day, 
no matter what your color is, no matter what your sexual preference is, you got good people and bad people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like Yeah, that's you know, true. You know what I mean? As as much as, as divided as our country are, our country is, it's not like that everywhere. I agree. You know what I'm saying? You and I, we're good friends. You know, we see each other in the club, whatever. Sometimes we have differences. I love talking to you though. And some other stuff. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we have respect for each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even with our past election, you know what I'm saying? Some people, I don't ever understand how people get upset because somebody chose to vote for whoever they chose to vote for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's your choice. But this past election was interesting because a lot of people were upset during this election. Black people were upset. Asian people were upset. Gay people were upset. But white people were really upset. Yeah. <laughs> and the difference between white people anger and black people anger was black people anger was protests of Black Lives Matter. And white people was like, okay, we'll see about that in the morning. <laughs> yeah. They pulled their pants up, pulled their pants up and they went to the polls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And anytime you see a white person do like this, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't care if it's politics or whatever. It's going to be some change. Yeah, I'm telling you, if a white person is like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's about to be some change. You better exercise your right to vote and you make the change, son. You know what that is. Yep. That shit is hilarious. Yep, 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 yep. But do black people low key? You guys have got to love Donald Trump because he has like a hot wife. Let me tell you. He's a he's a he's a he's like a, he's like a he's like a he's like a, he's like a part of his part of being his, a rap video. It seems like no, but this, this is what people don't understand about the whole Donald Trump thing. Black people used to love Donald Trump. Yeah, in the nineties, almost every rapper when you was connected something with a lifestyle. Yeah, like Playboy, baddest bitches. Queens, women, no disrespect. Don't meet to me on that. Yeah. Where, you know, you the, the lifestyle that they wanted. Right. The baddest chicks, the baddest car, the baddest houses, the money, the yachts and everything. That's what everybody was rapping about. And who had that type of shit? Donald Trump. Donald Trump did. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump would, Donald Trump would, would, would be, um, would do cameos in videos and everything. Yeah. But that's the, that, that's the Donald Trump that they knew that one, not so much he cared about black people, but he was a, a fun guy, party, turn up. Right. And it wasn't until even when Donald Trump was on um on um on on Apprentice. Yeah. They saw a, a shark, somebody was hungry, they saw somebody was successful. And they were admired that. They, they admired that. But it wasn't until the ugliness came. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until the ugliness came that people started switching him. Not just black people, but other people. Yeah. Well, and then uh, here's yeah, the people thing. were turned off and by him, by his here, attitude, by who he thing. is. Here's the thing. Donald Trump totes the economy. Yeah. This the the unemployment, black job rate and everything. He 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 um he totes how well the economy is doing. And on right. my Instagram, I posted something. Someone said, "Well, the last time I checked, the economy was doing well." And my answer to that person was, "Don't confuse economy with humanity." Right. And it's hard oh, to cheer and root for somebody with the <laughs> success he's having when you create such a diverse. Uh, situation. You motherfuckers want to be happy. Right. Yeah, but we want to be happy for the kind, but at the same time, you shitting on um, John McCain. You shitting on right. like, war heroes. He, he's not a good, he, he's not a, he does not, yeah, he makes you, as a person, you don't, it's hard to really It's hard to, and then him. what you got to understand, people are always like jobs, jobs, jobs. First of all, I don't subscribe to the notion that there aren't jobs in America. I agree. If it wasn't jobs in America, you wouldn't have motherfuckers over here swimming, being on rafts and everything to get to here. get these jobs. The whole thing is Americans are selective on the jobs they want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can get a job. You know what I'm saying? Now it might be the job, might not be the job that you want, but you can get a job. Not being able to get a job in America 
is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and in certain communities, like certain communities, a job wouldn't even make it. Yeah. Like in the hood, a job could walk in the hood. Yeah. Shake a motherfucker's bed and be like, who is this? I'm a job. And the mother wake up and be like, this man, what the fuck are you doing in here, bro? Ain't nobody looking for you, man. Go down to Home Depot. They looking for you down there, man. I thought you was the weed dude, son. Oh, yeah. So it's it, that's So what do they need? Case. Inspiration. That, they, they need, need inspiration. humanity. And they then need the, the flip side of, okay, now everybody's like, we got jobs, we got jobs. Now people can go look for them. You know what I'm saying? You got jobs. And I'm saying, and me personally, some people just mad at a party. Right. I'm not mad at I'm the, not mad at it. I'm, I'm not, not like that. I'm not mad at I, 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 I don't I would have no issue with a Republican president that had some a more, more of a moderate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Someone that understood it. Because I'm That understood humanity. He doesn't humanity. Have, he doesn't understand people. He doesn't Yeah, he he does not have a comfortable tone with people he doesn't because he's probably never uh, he probably was never really cared about much growing up like in a way where he felt it yeah he never felt what someone else is going through like right like even with this stuff with the uh with these the campfire in la whatever you know what i'm saying when people are losing yeah he said crazy you can't say some of that stuff you can't and that's and then he says it yeah and then people gravitate toward that and it's so fucked up because i know friends that have friends that Voted for Donald Trump, and they said, as much as I still want to be friends with them, it's just hard for me to connect with somebody that like loves someone with that energy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and it it, it doesn't it does it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, he was a phenom. Yeah, the same way uh, Barack Obama was, he was a phenom. You know what I'm saying. But the frustrating thing to me is like. When, when when Obama was in office, he took his lumps. He wasn't like Bush this, Bush that, Bush this. He's like, okay, I got it from here. I'll take it from here. Mm-hmm. Yo, Trump, you won. Don't be a sore loser. Yeah. Why do you have to like like they say in the hood, keep my name out your mouth? Why do you got to keep on trying to knock? Yeah, he and does it, a lot of that. If man. you think about it, if you think about it, uh, uh, Obama's uh, campaign slogan and Trump's campaign slogan meant the same thing. If anything, if you think about it, when 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 Obama was running. He could have ran on the slogan of "Make America Great Again." Yeah, you know what I mean. His definition would have probably been a lot better than Donald Trump's. Right, and that's right. Either one could have either one. one. And Donald Trump could have changed. Could have had change, and both of them were like both of them was both of them was like like just these candidates that they needed something different. Yeah. People like Wanted Donald Trump. Donald Trump's base mm. felt like he needed something. They needed something different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. When Bush was with the transition from Bush to Obama, it didn't matter who the fuck became president. They needed something some different. type of difference. So both of them, they was the they was the rock stars, you know. And as much of the as moment, there was rock stars of the moment. And then black black people get upset. Like just look at it like this: you lived in a life a, a lifetime where you saw. A black president. And not just a black president. You saw a good guy. You saw yeah. a good president. And you you saw a president you felt cared about everything and everybody. Right. That's it. That's interesting. Yeah, you definitely feel... Yeah, with with Obama, you felt like he cared, you know? Yeah. Like, I voted for Obama twice, you know? And like, uh, and you felt like he cared, right. you know? Uh, one of my friends, he was a CEO of, of this uh, of this, this uh, tech company, Silicon Valley. He was like, and this black guy, he said, Donna, first off, you know, it's no reason... He's like, like... Uh, Hillary was a flawed candidate. She was flawed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, she just, like like yeah. she was she was flawed, and people hated her so much that they showed love toward and, and in favor of Donald Trump. But this is another thing too, and this is so important. And you saw the change with the midterms and everything. Is that people have to understand the importance of voting and like making? Your oh, I agree. And I'm gonna tell you something. One thing. As much as, as as Hillary called them deplorables, and people talk about these rednecks and these motherfuckers, these red states, whatever. One thing 
and this is no disrespect for like for somebody that's trailer trash, trailer park type stuff. If one thing they don't, they always want to exercise is their right to vote. They don't have to have teeth. They don't have to have jobs. They don't have to have anything in life, but they're going to exercise their right to vote. But don't and that's you, how you do change. Yeah. But don't you think like, I feel like sometimes like people are somehow they've got us all tricked in some ways, these parties, because you know, black people have voted Democrat for a long time. Right. Poor white, poor black people have voted Democrat for a long time. Poor white people have voted Republican for a long time. But it's like, how long do we keep voting those ways? Well, then, where, and we're and we're still in the same trough. Yeah, but the thing is that you're gonna vote for whatever party. Well, that's it, hard. It's hard crossover to get. It's hard crossover to get for most part black community to even think on the Republican side. I do understand that, but it's gonna be somebody that has your similar views and your and your ideas. Yeah. Because even on the um on the Republican side, um Jeb Bush, yeah, I was a fan of his. And the reason why I was a fan of his is because I understand that he was from the Bush family, but he felt like the mama's boy. Right. You know what I'm saying? He felt like the he felt like the <clears throat> Bush that would have had heart enough to say, this is wrong. This is wrong mm, to these people. Saying. You know what I'm saying? He's the one that I would say would probably be a Republican that shifts closer to the moderate side to anything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was a fan of his. But being the president now, it's not all about who you think in heart. It's the charisma. It's the charm. And how do you pop? Yeah. And he couldn't pop. It's turning into the WWE a little bit. Do you it feel is. that? Do you feel like everything's kind of turning into the wrestling? Yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate. And what, what it's, it's like... Like everything now, it's really like a reality show. It's really like, like knowing how to manipulate the media. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know how to manipulate the media. You could win at anything. And this was proven with Donald Trump being president. Was he the best candidate? Was he the best president for the job? Not so much. Yeah. But he knew how to work the media. He knew how to he work the system that some, they built. He knew how to get motherfuckers mm-hmm. compared to um American Idol. How do you get people like, yo, text so-and-so for your winner? He knew. How to make people? Um, he knew how to excite them. He knew how to make people move and go do something. That's why he won. But in some ways, isn't? Didn't you feel a little bit after you got elected? Like, holy shit, man! I could be president. Did you feel that for a second? Like, fuck, anybody could be president. Yeah, but I, I, um, I really felt, I, I really felt more of that when um, Obama was president. Yeah, because that was the one. Um, I could see that. That's the one excuse black people. They, they, we, they was holding on to it. You could say anything. Yeah, so-and-so. Yeah, but it ain't going to never be no black doctors. We got more black right. doctors. It ain't going to be no black astronauts. We got black astronauts. They do? It, yeah, we got Hang black on. astronauts. We got black everything. This was the only thing yeah. that we didn't have. You know what I'm saying? So for all the black people to make excuses, when Obama got elected, it's like he proved that there's no more excuses. Yeah. And even when Obama, I know this has nothing to do with comedy, even when um Obama, I went to bar, everybody, all black people, wasn't happy about Obama. Right. I even went to the barbershop one time and um this brother, they was told he was like, he don't I don't fuck with Obama. I was like, he was like, Yeah, what if he said, What is Barack Obama done for black people? And I looked at him, I said, He won, motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was he gonna be a great president? Nobody knew about Nobody. that. Nobody I don't think anybody can be a great president. Yeah, but the fact <clears throat> that he won shows you that it was inspiring. It's inspiring. But the trick of that was like Every black person thought they could be president. Right. It's a dude like this. Yo, Obama black, I'm black. He played basketball. I played basketball. You know, I could do that shit. No. You still got to stay out of trouble. You still got to have an education. Yeah. And you still got to be a dope citizen. You can't just be like, because I'm black, you can do it. So. 
Yeah, that excitement you, was gone. Sometimes I think the but to me, and this is just a perception of mine, and I, and I could, and this could be ignorance too. It seems to me that, or sometimes I think, or or I feel that, um, yeah, that the that the black some of the black community like there is a ton of opportunity um these days and some of the things the only thing that i feel like holds some black people back is just their lack of desire in some places that's man. not just with black because people. It, that's but, what anybody right anybody and i think so why black- do you think i see that why do you think i feel i feel or see that more or as a white person or why do you think because um you and i'm not accusing not around, you or because, anything i'm just thinking probably, about this you're probably not around enough black people that don't make excuses Right, you know what I'm saying. If you limit yourselves to a couple of people or a handful of people, you don't see the example. And I grew up in the South, and there wasn't when there's no opportunity. To, of course, like the South is a different animal a little bit right. because there's decades and generations I'm a of strong, no opportunity. I'm a strong believer in like there are no. The, like, here, here's the thing: you have two excuses. Yeah, you have a good excuse and a bad excuse. And at the end of the day, it's still excuses. As a comic, you know what I'm saying. You could have a show like at night and say you got a show at twelve o'clock. You just found out like one of your aunts or your uncles or whatever just passed away. Right. You got a good excuse not to go to that show. You know. You know. I'm. It's, I'm. It's not. I'm not feeling right. That's my excuse. It's still an excuse. And you got a bad excuse not to go to a show. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I, I got a cold or something. Something stupid. You know yeah. what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's still excuses. So as much as where we not just black people, I just for anybody, stop making excuses. Yeah. It's so easy to make excuses. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? And that goes, I, I relate that to comedy. You see, you've been in the game for a long time. You see motherfuckers trying to get stage time and stuff, and they'll say, oh yeah, but they don't really like me in that club. Uh, they don't really mess with women. <clears throat> and then you ask that same comic, where do you perform? I perform uh, at this one club, it's open mic. And you say, how did you do? Oh, my set was okay. No, motherfucker, that ain't enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I tell this to all young comics. When, you know, any any doors you want open, it's going to come through the microphone. Yeah. When you ripping, when you're not just 50-50, I'm talking about when you demolishing everywhere, you can't be denied. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't make excuses. Make yourself undeniable. You know what I mean? Okay, I don't do five spots a week. I do two. But when you do those two spots, kill them. Yeah. And those two spots will turn into three spots and five spots. I, I even use myself as an example with me. In the comedy scene in California, I came up as a New York comic. When I first came here, people knew me from the Chappelle show. Right. They don't even, a lot of people didn't know me as a stand-up. And a lot of clubs didn't know. Oh, he's a funny dude on TV, but whatever. And I used to drive down Sunset in Hollywood, and I used to see the names up there on the, on the marquee. Bop, 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 yeah. bop, 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 And I'm looking at those names, and I'm not disrespecting them. I'm like this. I'm on that level. Right. I'm on, I should be there. I'm not. I'm not making excuses. I'm not going to say, fuck that. I don't want to do the go work. through the do the work to get there and gradually and I told myself I want to be when I'm in town I want to be on every marquee that's a a test of who's popping in the city yeah and it might not mean a lot to a lot of people but for me when I can drive down sunset and I see I'm on the marquee at the store Le, uh, go to the Laugh Factory. I see I'm on the marquee at Laugh Factory. Go to the Improv. I see I'm at the marquee at the in- Improv. Go to Ha Ha's, which is a club a lot of people don't fuck with. But it's oh, a great place. Yeah, it's a great place it's to good work. Do when you see that you feel accomplished and you feel accomplished, and you say to yourself, I didn't make excuses and I did what it a couple times. Like, oh, they don't want to. They don't want to let me on, and they let that motherfucker on. Right. You just take your lumps, come back the next day, and you build your shit. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying is like in life, period. There. Are literally there's no more excuses. That's true. Either you're gonna do it or you're not gonna do it. 
Yeah. And, and you look around as we got too many examples of it. And I feel we got examples of people that we don't necessarily agree with, uh, like say as a, from stand up. But you got now we in a, we in an age where you could make yourself the shit on your phone. Yeah. In front of your computer. It's not the time when I came up with three or four networks. You right. were your own network. So you definitely, you got people that, 6 is a perfect example. Yeah. They wasn't trying to fuck with him. The energy wasn't trying to fuck with him. He said, I'm going to fuck with myself. I don't need y'all for anything. Yeah, that's a great statement. I'm going to fuck with myself. Yeah, I'm going to fuck myself and <clears throat> I can make it happen. You know? Yeah, I had a, I had a manager before. I, I don't have a manager right now and I had a manager. And I remember one time I had this thing I was trying to do when I was traveling on the road. And I was having, uh, and I was like, I want to shoot it and put it on a YouTube. And he's like, well, let's put it together and go out and shop it around. Right. So then we did that for like a year and nobody, you know, it was back and forth. But in the meantime, in that year, I didn't, you know, I did it some, but I was waiting now more to, for these networks to decide if I was going to have an opportunity. Right. Whereas if I would have just been making it you the whole it. time, That's the it would have been huge That's and it a- would have been something at the finish line whereas instead I let them decide okay the finish build line is it. now and we don't you want it you build your own thing yeah. I'll, I'll give you two great examples of that Bill Burr Kevin Hart when I was doing when we were doing Chappelle's show at the time Bill Burr was bubbling Bill Burr was bubbling he wasn't damn say that 10 times fast huh no the reason why I'm saying that because yeah, it's no, no disrespect he was bubbling yeah. you saw him in the club you was like you go see certain clubs and you're like this this motherfucker's gonna blow this motherfucker was going to blow. But he didn't have the, the TV and all that. But you know it was coming. Right. And we were doing Chappelle's show. We were making money in Chappelle's show, but not a lot of money. We needed a tour. I came up with the idea of doing an I'm Rich Bitch tour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the Rich Bitch tour, the the the, the, the two draws at the time were me and Charlie. And I could have ran with that. I could have went with somebody local. But I said, nah, Bill Burr is an animal. Let's not just do a show of people coming for the novelty of the show. Yeah. Let's give them a show where this show is fire from beginning to end. And that's what we had on Rich Bitch Tour. I think this is the first time Bill Burr was, we we ran this shit for like a year and a half. Charlie Murphy would um, MC. Wow. Bill Burr, you know, you know this is funny. Bill Burr was a feature. Wow. And I was headlining. And I'm telling you, you know, you talk about no excuses. Imagine going on every night for a year behind Bill Burr. Fuck that. There was no day you could take off. Yeah. You didn't have a, you go out and party, get all fucked up, you got a hangover. The next day, guess what's going to happen? And this happened to Bill me a Burr. couple times. Like, yeah, he was funny, but that white boy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the point I'm making is, he knew his future, future was going to be, because me and Charlie was on, I'm rich with Charlie Murphy, all that yeah. shit. It was, it was just, it was pandemonium. But Bill Burr was the one with the comment cards, you know what I'm saying? Filling them out. The emails. I'm like, yo, you worry about the email shit? Nigga, people gonna be coming to see us forever. He was a dude that was doing the email card and he started building that base. Yeah. He started building that base. And then when you start building that base, people start riding with you. And then you be and then you win uh uh uh, uh like comedian of the year in the in the in the in the in the Montreal Comedy Festival, you're gonna build to that point. He knew what he wanted early on. A lot of people don't. Kevin Hart, as much as people want to talk shit about Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart was the same situation. Kevin Hart was always down with whatever the, the newest thing was, was MySpace, right. Twitter. I remember Kevin Hart had 60,000 followers on Twitter. And he was trying, like, yo, I can get you some followers. Now, that dude's out of, out of he's he just on another level. He's yeah. a rock star. But he planted that. And like you were saying about waiting for the networks, they didn't wait. Those people didn't wait. So by the time the networks got caught up to them, they was already they was already fast. ready. Yeah. They was already ready. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's what you said is important. You know what I'm saying? But like a lot of times in this business, we want to swing for the gate all the time. Yeah. Sometimes a base hit is good. Yeah. Sometimes a bun is good, but you got to know that. Yeah. And that's what separates the different people. Now you look at Bill Burr. I look at Bill Burr 13 years ago. He's the best. He was, um, he, he was uh, opening on our show. And now this dude's doing, doing Madison Square Garden. And this, here's another thing how stuff's supposed to inspire you. I see that. I know how funny I am. I know how funny he is. But it gives you incentive to know that you're from a place where it could happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? You look at Bill Burr, he's like, this dude, we were doing the same club. It could happen. Who's going to put the work in? Right. You know? Do you? Where do you get some of your own work ethic, man? Because it's really interesting because especially you were co- like, I mean, I'm, you know, you're a little bit older than me. I'm 38, you know, right. but I, when I was growing up, the like, they didn't have like, you know, they had, you know, our town was maybe... You know, my environment was probably like half black and half white kids. Right. And a lot of them didn't have like a lot of, you know, leadership or direction. They probably didn't have a lot of, you know, role models and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And I knew that because I didn't have a lot of it. So mm-hmm. I would spend time around a lot of those kids. So where did you get – and a lot of them were done with school at seventh grade or eighth grade. I mean done, you right. know. 70% of the black kids in our school were gone at eighth grade, you know. Right. I think in the South it was just – you know, it's just a different, it was a different place. And this is, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. But where did you get, like, what kind of kept you in a different lane to have, you know, at least some of the, you know, mental capacity, you know, that you had when you were young, do you think? Well, my my mom, my mom was a very, very loving mom. Uh, my dad was a guy that was in and out of jail. You know, my dad was a, he was a heroin kingspin in D.C. And black people always loved the fact that they could tout what level your dad got to, he was big time and he chose a lifestyle where he didn't get a lot of chances to spend with his kids like he wanted. But my mom always instilled um, love. Yeah. She she was on us. She wasn't like upset that she was raising us pretty much by herself. She never made excuses. She spent time with us. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, it's to, to the time that your parents spend with the kids. If you see any kid that's like kind of out of line and crazy, whatever, you know, it's maybe cases where it's not that way. You could break it down. Yeah. You could break it down like, oh, I see why. Mom always had a babysitter. Yeah. Mom always in the club. You know, he always saw mom come home with the just got smashed outfit and stuff like that. I contribute. Damn, I, I contribute. You know, the kids know. What yeah, mom no, I smashed. know. Kids or kids feel something. Yeah, I can contribute, contribute a lot of that. And, and I don't know if it's work ethics as much as just thought on life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My mom always say, you know, we don't have a lot, but it always can be. It, it, you know, it's a lot of people that's doing a lot worse, and you work hard enough, you can do better. You know, but yeah. I just think that. My mom just created the type of love and the environment that I only wanted to do well. And I and I cared about what she thought, and I always wanted to make my mother proud. Yeah. Some people don't give a fuck about what their parents think about them. I wanted to make my mother proud. And even when my father was locked up a lot of my life, I wanted to make him proud. Yeah. I wanted him to be proud of the fact that I'm creating a lifestyle and doing something I love to do. And I'm not in prison. I'm not doing something that could je- jeopardize my freedom. Yeah. So, And a lot, a lot of it comes from just... Wanting to do better and and just wanting to be great. Even when I started comedy, I never thought about money up or anything. All I wanted to do was be the baddest motherfucker. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're the baddest motherfucker, you know, the money will catch with that. Yeah. Dang, man. You got me fucking feeling all emotional and shit, man. Dude, why do white people feel more emotional at, like, black movies that are, like, triumphant? They don't feel more emotional. Everybody does. They do, man. No, they just know that white people will express their emotions 
a lot faster than black people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Black people, we're so afraid of being hurt or what somebody going to think. You're like, you're like you in a black neighborhood, in a black community growing up, the first thing you tell a kid, don't ever cry. Qu- don't cry. Right. Oh, you know, yes. You know, your son, your, your son, your yeah. son got a broken leg. Don't cry. <laughs> yeah. Don't cry. Shake it off. You know what I'm saying? Your son, got hit, like, your son got hit by two cars yeah, and they're yeah, like, don't cry. Don't shake cry. that shit off. Yo. Don't cry. Yo. yo Damn, that's times, a good point, bro. I can it? remember seeing that so many times as a kid. Yeah, it's like, don't cry. Why? Why? White folks would be like, all right, let's yeah. talk about it, Timmy. Is everything okay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just we just, I don't know where it comes from, but we just built to be tough about yeah. everything, you know? Yeah. We don't get in our feelings, son. Yeah. We don't get in our feelings, you know? And if you get in your feelings, you go smack somebody. Like, yo, I would, I almost cried. Smack you, son. I'm yeah. Good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Shmoney, tradeway all day, son. <laughs> Dang, man. That's exciting, bro. That's exciting, man. What else can we talk about? We had a question that came in. That came in for Donnell. We gonna play it. Yeah. Is it in headphones, or is it video? It'll be in headphones. Okay. Man, I wish I was on that tour, dude. It'd be fun one day if I got to go on this, the road with you, man. That'd be Yo, crazy. That'd be, we, we could come up with something. I wanted. I really would love to do a sitcom or something, man, or something. Let's write it. Let's, I know. Know. Let's write it. We, we could, do, bro. If we took it in, we could do it. No, we could not only do it. We could fuck it up because. Um, things are about to switch. You know, you have people that's getting opportunities. I'm not saying they're not deserving of them, but they just ain't putting it up, putting it, right. putting it in. You know, like get your shot. But we get your shot, hit a three, yeah. hit a dunk. I think we could do it. Yeah. Hey, from Houston, Texas. I just want to clear the call in for uh, Donnell Duck. Uh, I just want to say it's fucked up how <laughs> they joke on you on the Breakfast Club. Like, it would make me feel bad. And like I'm like, goddamn, why they gotta do my boy like that? But it'd be funny as fuck. Well, see, here's bro. the thing: who is and this dude? Is this guy black or white? First of all, <laughs> he watching. He listened to the Black Breakfast Club. He's black. Okay, no, not, not, not Texas. So he's Texas. No, it's so funny you say that because wherever I go now, people are always like, they say the same thing. Why you let the, why the Breakfast Club fuck with you? Like the Breakfast Club don't fuck me like that. They can't fuck with me like that. But who? People cheer for me, you know. Yeah. Even you know they cheer oh, 100%. for me. You know what I'm saying? They cheer for me. So as much as <laughs> as much true. as as much as they fuck with me, I know the funny storyline of them fuck with me. Yeah, and me spoiling. You see in the bigger storyline. I see of the it. bigger picture. Yeah, and like and I used to have issues. I used to have issues with Charlemagne. He's trying to. Oh, he's not funny. Blah 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 blah. Until he came to Madison Square Garden, I opened for Dave Chappelle, and I he saw me open for Dave Chappelle, and I caught a standing O. Yeah, from the 6,500 people, I stood up the whole. Not Master Square, Radio City Music Hall. And I couldn't wait to do the next interview with him on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. And he was like, yo, not for nothing, Donnell, you and and Char- I mean, Ye and I was like this, where you been? You know what I'm saying? And I could have been mad at Charlemagne and the whole relationship. I could be like, fuck you, I'm not funny. I was like, nope, wait till you come in my arena. Right. And then that's going to speak for See itself. what I do. Yeah. But I appreciate what you just said knows that I know that there's people that's team Donnell and they like what I'm doing. So we, I'm always going to be the fourth men, member of that show, and I'm always going to have fun with them. At the end of the day, that's my family. I got love and respect for all of them. But we're here to make comedy and, and make and make and make entertainment. Is it fun to go in there and uh, like on Breakfast Club? Is it um, is it intimidating in that environment? You don't get intimidated. It doesn't seem like no, a it's lot not. Of it's easy for me because I used to do morning radio. Oh wow! So I had a I, I had a background. I did morning radio with Envy. You know, I I do morning radio, and it's weird when I come on here. It's sometimes when after I get off the show, I'm like, oh, I didn't promote this. I didn't promote that. But when I'm up there, it's almost like I'm a part of the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could really be on the show. Right. So, it fits in. Yeah. I don't, they don't, you it's know. It's not like you're a guest. It's like you just kind of fitting in. I, I fit in. Like when I go in there, like people could, you know, like 
some people get sensitive. He's not asking that question, but I can navigate that conversation any any way I want to. But I I, I miss doing radio, and they have respect for me. And I go in there and I just have fun. I think I'm the most interviewed guest on that show. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah, this is the longest. And it's, and, it's, and it's tough because I had to go through. People, you know the trolls, like, oh. damn, y'all can't get no more guests. How many times is this motherfucker yeah. gonna be on the on the show? But then I, you know, I'm sensitive. yeah. Where's Mike Epps at? Yeah, yeah I was sensitive, but then I let, just let it right, right. And what people started to say was like, he brings a different energy to the show. Mm-hmm. And when he's on the show, he's always funny. So I could be on that motherfucker every other week. Yeah, as long as I represent and be funny, that's it. Yeah, was it? Is it? Does Charlemagne have a big like? Does he seem like he has a big ego, or is he chill, dude? I never met the man. Nah, he I, doesn't. I, I love their show, though. I'll watch it. Nah, he doesn't. He hasn't. He doesn't have a big ego, but uh, e, uh, ego. Ego. Sorry yeah. about that. You know, but you know, you get a certain swag. Yeah, yeah. When you start getting a certain amount of success. Yeah. You know what I mean? More people love you. The more people you can say, you know, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think his ego is, is taking him. It's, it's more swag. Yes, it's more swag. And he's that he's a, a person that doesn't bite his tongue. That's what people like about him. He don't bite his tongue. He's gonna say how I feel. A lot of people don't agree with it, but he doesn't waver from who he who he is. He doesn't oh, wow. back down. And that's why they like him. Yeah. You know. And he can't fuck with me, you know, pound for pound. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is not you, on a joke. What are you gonna do? No, not on a joke. No, but if you guys had to wrestle or something, would you do it? I'm uh, of the age where I don't take chances on shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I learned my lesson. I tried to dunk on an eight foot basketball <laughs> rim two years ago. I popped my patella, and that's anything physical is over. If it's Damn. not treadmill where I could jump in and jump off, and I also have two fights that were captured on TMZ that I didn't connect. <laughs> I didn't connect, so I don't want that three strike. I'm just gonna stay away from that shit. That's where you go get the strap, get the goons for that. So. And my goons usually have Jewish last names now, so we're not gonna fight huh? you to. We see you in court, bitch. <laughs> These Israelites, yeah. man. No they, doubt, it's definitely changed. Um, is, your mother's in town for the holidays. No, my friend, my, my my family's on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Did, but I have extended my brother. One of my brothers, um, he's here, so I'm going to have Thanksgiving with him. Nice. Does your uh, do you make your mom laugh? Always. Yeah. I always make my mother laugh. My mother la- and I make my mother laugh in some of the most painful moments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's just what our family was. It's like it, it could be a dark situation. Yeah. We always could find. <laughs> A place to laugh. I remember one of the things that pushed me in the direction of comedy. Late at night when I was making my mother laugh, and she was like, boy, don't tell another joke unless you're going to make some money doing it. Mm. And that started me to think about it. And then I think shortly after that, I started doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice when a kid can make their mom laugh. I think it makes them feel good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you can't make your mom laugh, then you might think of a different profession. Because <laughs> your mother supposed to laugh at everything. Your mother supposed to laugh when people think say you're the most handsome person. You supposed to be the best looking person in your mom's face, in her eyes, and everything. Yo, yo, what type of if you don't got the support from your mom, your shit is done, son. Oh, okay. You about to buy that stock pump or in <laughs> You about to buy an assault rifle. Bro, why does it seem like all tall black guys, if they don't play ball, they work at the airport? Is that a real thing or is that just my message? Yo, that's your imagination, man. It is funny, son. That is funny. I don't know. Maybe they're good at putting the bags up there. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. That's fucked up because if you're 6'7 and you ain't playing basketball, you got to answer that question for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, you 6'8, no. And then you got to start making up shit. I played in China and then I tore my ACL. And then I just I got a job at the airport, bro. <laughs> Word. Um, we'll have your we'll put your tour dates and stuff at the front. Yes. So people will know about it. Um, yes, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, Donnell Rollins. Happy Thanksgiving. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you. Now I'm just floating on
gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself unwind. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.